and welcome back to habeas corpses all you guys and gals out there this, <laughs> this weekend we um we watched quite a few uh movies we really did and um two that we watched were like well one was a direct movie like an, an actual movie and another was a documentary and then another creature feature mm-hmm. sort of um so out of the three films that we watched this weekend i think we are going to be tackling american hangman which is currently right now over on netflix you can check it out on netflix it's a new release um 2019 Mm -hmm. and basically it's a stab at the american justice system and a stab at how screwed up i guess one man thinks it is and society and society what society thinks about it well not that but like a stab at like how society views crimes and criminals and the justice system i would think and the media and yeah most definitely kind of how we've been sort of brainwashed by the media and yeah i think i think you're hitting it on the head so before we jump into this episode on american hangman we want to let you know that you should head over to patreon and become a patron of ours so you can help support the show for as little as one dollar you can get access to bonus content and episodes and you help feed us <laughs> pretty much uh you keep this show running and um well we really need that help <laughs> <laughs> no it really um it does do a lot for us so you can head over to patreon just mm-hmm. search habeas corpses in patreon search yeah. engine or on soundcloud or Castbox. we have the link on there as well mm-hmm. um yeah, so let's jump into American Hangman real quick. I want to know what you think the Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb score are. I'm going to guess IMDb 8 out of 10? No, 5.9. Really? Yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 75%. 50. Wow, people really didn't like this movie. <laughs> it didn't fare too well with people. I want to... I, I want to jump into like a real quick overview of the, you know, the plot of the film. Um, And then we'll kind of go with your thoughts on it. But basically it's, it's social media justice. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We have a, it opens up with um, a man that's been put to death for the murder of a young child. Um, When she was like 14 or so. And then we're thrown into this room. It's kind of like Saw a little bit. Yeah. Like the way it opens up. It's like a room. It's bleak. It's a basement somewhere. We don't know where. And we have two characters. We have Donald Sutherland's character who he, we figure out shortly through the film that he was the judge on mm-hmm. this case of this man who was convicted of the murder. And then... There's another man with him, just some random guy, mm-hmm. right? That we don't know who he is. They kind of, they kind of, uh, basically say like there's a connection, but you don't know what the connection is. But then in the end, there is really no connection. 
Yeah, I think that <laughs> I think it was just a red herring. I think he was just trying to get the judge's gears turning. Yeah. Show him that he wasn't messing around. He was willing to be violent. And so this this man to show that this man who's kidnapped both of them to show how serious he is, he just shoots this poor fellow. Mm-hmm. Who the whole time throughout the movie, I thought there was a twist. I did too. But there is no great twist in this film. The twist is super predictable, like right off the bat, when we figure out that our kidnapper is what he claims, and he is. He's like, he knows all these facts about the case and um, the girl that was killed. He's like, you put an innocent man to death, and I was actually the killer. Mm -hmm. And the judge is like, oh, shit. And then basically they have like a, a mock trial, mm-hmm. a trial by uh, jury, but the jury is one of one of the peers, but the peers are like everyone who is uh, streaming in. and tuned into this, uh, I don't know, social experiment that he's doing. Yeah. Because he's like, I will abide by everybody's opinions on this and mm-hmm. everyone gets to vote and it starts out with like <laughs> the clock throughout the movie or not clock the counter the people yeah viewing it's like 200 at first and then it goes more and more and more and more gets up into the millions yeah <laughs> but i like how in the movie it's just like the counter is just like one two three four five six seven mm-hmm. eight nine ten and it just keeps going and going like okay like it was, I thought the clock was just like, or the counter, the people counter was like, we get it. <laughs> a lot of people are viewing it. Um, I think they were just trying to in reinforce like the fact how that fast something can go viral. Yeah. How fast something on the internet can go viral. And they all, they showed the time span that it was happening in. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that was important. Like I get what you're saying. You're like, okay, we get it. But I think they were just trying to like really push the fact that like, stuff happens quickly and like for me it was kind of like who really is the who are the bad people like is it society is it you know like because if everybody would have just logged out if everybody would have refused to vote like you can't take the law into your own hands I don't know. Well, yeah, and that's what he was getting at is he was um, our bad guy. The movie begs you to ask the question of who is the bad guy, like you're saying. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously he's a bad guy because he actually killed this young girl. Mm-hmm. And um, the judge is like he's placing the blame on the judge because you allowed all this... Um, information to not be like what was it like there was there was like there was evidence, evidence that was inadmissible that he, that he deemed inadmissible that he's like he probably would have been found innocent if you would have let this come in but you didn't and um i can't, i think it kind of shows the power like whoever uh i don't i didn't look up like who wrote this movie um but they let me see if i can find it but while I'm finding it, I'll get to my point of it seems like they really did their research. Uh, yes. Because, I mean, even uh, the guy 
the bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, he gives all these facts. And wasn't it, was it you or me that looked up the facts and they were like really true? Like the facts he gives about how uh, so many people on death row are actually executed and it's not their fault. It's like found later that they were innocent. I just knew that. Like I didn't Google it. I was already yeah, but privy he, to that information. But Yeah, but he like gives like these precise facts and I was like, well, maybe I Googled it while we were watching. I was, I was like, like I didn't Google anything. It's interesting and it was really true. So they did their homework and backstory on it. Um, and while this is all going on, while this mock trial is going on, we have the police departments who are trying to find him. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to track this down. We can't shut down the social media stream because he's a tech guru and he's locked everyone out. We have some weird off character who's like a cyber hacker. Mm-hmm. That we get no information on. We just, she's helping the She police. somehow has like a relationship with the cop that's kind of taking care of the situation. Yeah. And that's, and I mean, basically that's the whole movie. You just, it's like a sped through trial. And it's like one of those 90s psychological thrillers. Like, you've got to figure out where he's at, who it is. Um, you only have so much time. Is there going to be a plot twist? Is there not? Like, Well, that's what I was waiting for. The whole movie, I'm like, there's got to be a bigger plot twist. Like, I thought the guy, the guy that got killed in the very beginning, the one that was like, you know, like, uh, killed to prove a point mm-hmm. that I will go this far. I thought that was going to be the killer. That's the what I thought killer. it was going to I actually killed the real killer, but then it was like, oh, no, just kidding. It's me. I'm a freak. (laughs) But um, the whole time, you know, it's the voting thing. So Mm -hmm. they vote on like the audience, us. We're voting on like um, whether the trial should continue at first, whether it should be like a mistrial or because the judge is like, we can't try this Mm -hmm. because you don't have this, this and this. I, I don't remember the exact points he puts in. But everyone's like, oh, yes, we actually can. So it was that part was interesting. And I think that kind of goes to show how fast as a society we judge things on social media and stuff. Like mm-hmm. we are the judges ourselves. Um, well, that's why like they always say like it's really hard to find a jury for really high profile crimes because everybody's already made up their mind by the time the jury selection comes around. Yeah, man, it's it's tough. Like how because it's like that uh, you can't have someone that's got a prejudice towards the crime already. But the media makes it impossible to not have a prejudice against a crime. Yeah, like or vice versa. Because like like we were talking about and I think you're right. It, it show it goes to show how fast information just spreads like in the uh, let's say in the early in the 80s or the 90s, I mean, cases and things would still happen and it would be found throughout the news. People would figure out about it. But nowadays, like a high profile murder case or not even high, high profile. I mean, any murder case. Any, yeah, it's, that stuff can just web sleuths is up like you can go on and there's forums. Um, that's just one of like the online <laughs> forums that people get on. All of the news media or all the news outlets are constantly pushing out information about things. And then people get like, I think because there's so many different online forums and because of social media, then people will start spinning conspiracy theories and like it just gets really out of control. Really fast. Yeah. 
And like, there's totally been cases where I've been like, oh, I think that person did it. They're a piece of shit. They're garbage human. They're the criminal. And then I hear all this other evidence and I'm like, oh, I don't think they did it at all. Yeah, right. And then it's it's weird. It, you do get like a lesson throughout this movie on how some evidence is deemed inadmissible and the actual power and role that a judge plays mm-hmm. in like, yeah, it's, you know, set on the jury's shoulders to make the decision. But the judge, like, actually can, like, kind of shape the way some of that flows. Like, yeah. he is set there, like, to be, you know, I think almost like a arbitrator or moderator mm-hmm. in, in some of these cases and stuff. And making, like, their knowledge of the law has to be high. But they can also... Like, and I was doing some research on other popular cases and stuff. They can, if they're fucked up, they can really sway the jury one way or the other. Yeah. Um, I've heard of so many cases where they're like, we're not going to let that piece of information in. And it would have changed the whole trial. Like the, I want to say it was the Adnan Syed trial. If I remember correctly, there was a piece of evidence that the judge wouldn't allow and um, they got in touch with the jurors, and the jurors are like, "That would have been uh, would have really changed my mind." Like, and that's just one case. Like, I've heard of so many where they're like, "They didn't allow the DNA evidence in," and it's like, "What the hell?" Yeah, and I there's 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 that goes a long ways because, like you're saying, there's a ton of cases and things. Um, it was like. Uh, there's all kinds of like weird loopholes yeah, the, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and the way that the jury has to come to a conclusion is very structured as well. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have to find it. Like you, the jury could be like, "Yes, he's guilty" because of all this. But if it doesn't fit the way that they present it, then it can totally be screwed over as well. Like if if they're saying this is how it was done, we think that. Mr. Killer pushed down Miss Victim down the stairs and she broke her neck. But then mm-hmm. they have the medical examiner come in and he's like, well, actually, she didn't break her neck. She uh, died via asphyxiation, but she was clearly pushed down the stairs. Uh, then the jury can go, well, I really think Mr. Killer did it, but they didn't. he didn't do it the way that they said he did. Yeah. So I can't find him guilty. And then you can't try somebody twice. Which there are loopholes for that too, but that's. I the was like, I thought you could. If like, the I case know there's double is... jeopardy. Like I thought that once someone serves the time for a crime they committed, and it's figured out that they didn't commit it or something, and they commit it again, that's like double jeopardy or whatever. But people get tried all the time. Like there's mistrials, and then they retry them. Like so there's people that will go to prison if it's a mistrial, and then they're tried again. If it's a mistrial, they can be tried again. Let me look it up, how that works, because there's loopholes to double jeopardy. Well, no, I don't think... So, like, double jeopardy is basically where you're tried for the crime. I mean, there's that movie Double Jeopardy with uh, Tommy Lee Jones and What's-Her-Butt. And, like, her husband frames her for murder, and then he's not really dead, so he... She actually kills him at the end of the movie. He's like, double jeopardy, bitch. Like, I can't get charged for it again. I served my time. 
Double jeopardy is a procedural defense that prevents an accused person from being tried again on the same charges and on the same facts following a valid acquittal or conviction. Yeah. So if if you're acquitted, if you're found, like if you're acquitted Mm -hmm. and they can prove within a shadow of a doubt you didn't do it, they can't try you again just for funsies. And they can't try you a second time if you've been convicted for it, is my understanding. Yeah. Well, I just, I think that that happens a lot. Like, you, well, maybe they do it in different ways. Because I do know you can be tried in criminal court and then, oh, that lost in criminal court. But you'll be tried in civil court. Or like like, the Curtis Flowers case that I was just telling you about where he's been tried six times. It gets overturned, but he's never been acquitted. Hmm. So the he just gets tried again and again and, and again. his case has been overturned again and we're waiting to find out if he'll be tried again because he wasn't acquitted. Well, and that's screwed up, man. That's what this movie does. It like mm-hmm. it literally makes you think a lot about the American justice system and kind of how broken it is. Um but then what I like that it does, because it makes you think of it in multiple ways. So basically, getting back to kind of the plot, the mm-hmm. jury things going on, they're saying, yes, the trial can go. The killer starts presenting all these facts and things and speed it up basically at the very end of the movie. Because it's it's kind of like a, a, what do you call that, like a, a time chase movie too, where they're like, oh, we only got this long before we can get That's, him and save him. Yeah. That's um, why I was like, it's kind of like one of those 90s psychological thrillers where they've got... <laughs> there's time on the clock and yeah. you need to... <laughs> but the basically, he, the general public like is almost split at first, but then they find him guilty, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, oh, you're going to die, judge, because that's your sentence, the death penalty. We're going to take you out. And he's like, oh, shit. But he, he puts a big um, a big seed in your head as well about like, well, how, like, even though the system's so broken, how do you make it perfect? Like, everyone wants a perfect justice system, and then mm-hmm. you're just almost never going to get there. That's, like, one of my arguments for, like, being against the death penalty is there's, statistically, they say there's, like, 4% of death penalty cases mm-hmm. or something like that end up in uh, with the an innocent person being killed. Yeah, they think 4% of all people who were or are on death row um, are innocent. And, and are, that's just like based on current evidence we have now. That number could be higher. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, well, some a lot of people don't believe that statistic. But... Um, I e- do. Even if there's the slightest chance, and we all know it's happened that people have been executed that are innocent Mm -hmm. that slightest chance i'm like man dude it's like a death row pardon (laughs) two minutes too late (laughs) okay (laughs) jeez you're gonna write a song now (laughs) no that's alanis i know it is i'm just like you're gonna like make a parody version of that song (laughs) um but yeah, that's why I'm. That's why I don't personally believe in the death penalty. It's not like that. I don't believe in uh, that because I mean, 
I am sure I've never known any of my friends that got murdered or anything or my significant other. I'm sure I'd want that revenge and all that, that person to die. Mm-hmm. Even, but like there's that other chance that someone out there that's innocent that's going to get killed. And, you know, so that's why I'm on the other side of the fence with, uh, I used to be really pro death penalty. I think just because I like from, well, some of my youngest memories are like sitting on the floor while my mom does my hair and we're watching a murder case. Mm -hmm. Like, and so of course, like true crime and stuff has always fascinated me. I've been a part of it since like, it's been a part of my life since I was four or five at least. Hence why you're so screwed up. Probably. (laughs) And, uh, so I, I used to think like, like, let's say, for example, Casey Anthony, that was the anniversary of the, or Kaylee Anthony would be 14. Like she, mm-hmm. it would have just been her birthday a couple of days ago. And, um, Kaylee, like everybody is pretty confident that Casey Anthony did it, but they couldn't prove it without a shadow of a doubt. And I remember thinking like, she should go to, she should be put on death row. Like there, how could anybody not find her guilty? And it's like. Well, good on those jurors if they couldn't say for sure that she was guilty. Like, if there was something that was like, doesn't the evidence they're providing isn't adding up. I think she's guilty, but I just can't say for sure. Like, good on them. And then all of the stuff that I've come to learn, all the different cases I've heard where I'm like, that person's sitting on death row and I don't think that they did it. So I'm now like, I don't, I'm not for the death penalty. I'm also not for like prolonged sentences. Like, like 35 plus years or no parole. Like, um, just cause that documentary we were watching, like if you murdered someone, I think you should go to prison for a very long time. But, um, with that documentary we were watching, talked about how America has the longest sentences and we also have the highest uh, reoffender rate because we don't do a good job of rehabilitation. We don't provide those resources. And so people get out and then they commit more crimes and we have so many innocent people in jail because our our system is so messed up and it's just... Yeah. yeah. I, I could go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I mean... So we we did watch the, the basically two movies back to back, but so yeah. with American Hangman, basically the way it ends is our our society decides that the judge should, you know, he's got to be held accountable for this and mm-hmm. he must die, and in the end, that's the SWAT team that finally finds him that kills him because yeah. the killer offs himself and then gives the gun to the judge. Mm-hmm. Or no, how does that work? I think he handed the gun to the judge, and, and I then, think, but the lights went out, so, so the SWAT team comes in, and and instead of waiting in all of their fucking gear, they just start shooting. Well, yeah, but they're like, I the so ju- I think that they shot both of them. Both I don't them? think that the killer shot himself. And so that's another thing that they like bring up in the sh- movie that you're like. Because that's a thing that happens now, you know, a lot of people are getting shot by cops. Mm -hmm. And so did the police react to suddenly, you know? Um, But yeah, so like the major things that this movie, I think, asks you to ask yourself is one, how much power the judge has Mm -hmm. and like, you know, what, who should really deem what's admissible and, and not and 
like I'm not a lawyer or expert on this, but I, it really asks you to like, hmm, why, why do we let this in and not that? Things not like only that. that, but like the police, they're, they, it, it gives the example of when cops get tunnel vision. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the next thing I was going to bring up. It brings up that, uh, what do they call that? Um, we've talked about it before <laughs> on the show. Um, sorry. Oh, clearance rate or whatever yeah. with crimes. Like mm-hmm. just, and that's what uh, Donald Sutherland's character, the judge says, he's like, when a 14 year old dies, the community wants justice. And it's almost like we have to sacrifice someone. So that might, we might've messed up, but he was good enough, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, it's kind of true. Like, man, whether like or not how fast you move on these things. And he made the point of like, whether or not you get the killer, as long as someone goes for it, that's all that the community cares about. Yeah, and then once that person who could be wrongfully convicted is sitting in prison left to rot, everyone forgets about him. Mm -hmm. That's why that's one good thing about these justice projects and stuff that do do this volunteer work to help people who are wrongfully convicted. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure they have to slew through a bunch of different cases and things because I'm sure people that are just totally guilty are like, I'm innocent, you know. Oh, yeah, but then there's so many cases where it's like, like there's the 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 Adnan Syed case, for example. It's a pretty high-profile case because of the podcast serial. Um, and I don't know whether or not he did it. I don't know whether or not I think he did it, but I think there's enough evidence that supports the fact that he might, he most likely didn't. That I don't think he should be in jail, or he should at least get a new trial. But so far, they haven't granted that because there's loopholes and things and there's time limits on stuff and he's still sitting in jail. And I'm, you know, like, that's the thing. It's just, I have to cut myself off because I could literally talk about these things for you could rant for an hour. Ever. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, it, it gets you thinking about the justice system. It gets you thinking about the way the justice systems run, it really gets you thinking about society in general and how we come to judgments Mm -hmm. through social media. Mm -hmm. Then the other thing I think it does really well is it goes to show how news networks don't care either. Yeah. They just, they want that story because that's another uh, part of it. She was like, I want to be number one. She was like, I don't care how we do this. Cause there's there in the movie, there's a, uh, a reporter as well mm-hmm. who plays a side role. That's the one thing I didn't like about this movie is I did like that. I, I didn't think the side roles like got enough attention though. I you know do agree. I, mean? I think they should have had a little more screen time, but I definitely liked the, for at least the minimum of the, like the news reporter. All of a sudden I couldn't think of what it was called. Uh, and she was a total horrible garbage person. Like she says, they're not going to remember this case tomorrow, but they'll remember who told it. And yeah. I was like, you monster. Yeah, that's kind of how the media <laughs> is. They've been yeah. to their own will as well. Um, that documentary we watched after this movie actually did the same thing. And they show like the news media and they show Nancy Grace, which is amazing because I used to freaking love Nancy Grace. But that's totally how she is. She doesn't really give a shit about... The cases, I don't think she does anymore. I think she used to when she was a lawyer. But I think now that she's like a personality on TV, she's like, just wants them ratings. <laughs> I think, like, I think those law 
and crime reporters, like the ones like on True no, or True ID or whatever. True TV. Whatever they are. I think some of them D9. are just, like you're saying, they're about the ratings. But that's, I mean, that's what, that's your job. You don't get airtime if you got bad ratings. So you have to be like over the top, crazy. I get it. I just anyway. wish. Like, I just wish there was some real people out there that aren't just doing, that aren't just ca- broadcasting news for ratings. They're broadcasting news because it is important to them. Well, I think there are people out there that do that, but it's not major news networks right. or anything Well, that's like what that. I'm saying. I wish there was some major news networks. Oh, you're never going to get that. That's America, babe. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, but I can still dream. <laughs> yeah. Dream on, man. <laughs> I can also dream that our criminal justice system will be changed, but I well, don't I, see that happening anytime I, soon either. I don't, but I... I think the nice thing about this movie in the documentary that we watched just after it was called survival's guide to prison, Mm -hmm. which I recommend watching both of these because it just, it gets your mind. It really, and it goes really well with watching American hangman and, and, and demonstrating how easily an innocent person can go to jail. Yeah. Cause a lot of people don't think, you know, it's like, Oh, it couldn't happen to me. No, no way. And, oh, you know, no one goes to prison that didn't, you know, that whole mm-hmm. old saying, like, you don't go to prison without doing something or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone thinks that, like, if you're in prison, you're guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not the case. A lot of innocent people go. And I, I do, like, I don't want to get off talking about American Hangman because it's the movie we chose. But I do want to talk about... This other documentary we watched as well, because it this um, survival's handbook to prison is that what it was called? Mm-hmm. That was really eye opening to me when I was like, "You're so right." They stack the cards against you that anyone will take a plea deal because they're just like, "I'll be screwed if I don't," mm-hmm. you know. And so, I mean, that's that's something else that I'm just like, "Oh my god!" I didn't realize like how often that happens and how um the prosecution and all that are above the law mm-hmm. like they literally are they don't for their mistakes they don't get a anything Mm-mm. they don't get they're like immune yeah to any rep, rep, repercussions so it's it's crazy like this american hangman just talk turned into us talking about our messed up well, uh, i think that that's what it's meant to do it is and that's what i'm saying like the film itself the film itself i didn't think was very good american hangman i thought it was kind of like donald sutherland was awesome because he always does a great job he's a fabulous actor (laughs) um but everybody else was kind of just blah yeah like looking back i'm like "Mm, it was kind of an average movie but i think that i just really like it because it brought up so many important things yeah i think it i think if it had probably maybe a little bit of a better uh supporting cast and more money because you could tell it was a little bit lower budget yeah especially with like the ending of the film the SWAT guys I was like what'd you guys do did you go to party city and buy some SWAT outfits like they totally (laughs) didn't look I was like okay they're like spend all the money on Donald Sutherland to be in this and then everyone else so you get paid (laughs) but but what it does so well is not that it's like so captivating as a film that it like makes you 
like care for the characters or anything like that. It just makes your mind start going. And then as soon as we got done with it, like recommended to watch next was that survival's guide. And that was like really interesting. Mm-hmm. Cause you get the fictitious part of this story with American hangman. Like it's not real. It, it was very possible to be real. But then we went right from that into, okay, now here's the real stuff. Yeah. And you've seen how this movie it can totally happen. And then you hear from the real people that it happened to. Yeah. And how you can just get railroaded. Mm-hmm. And I think the good thing about it is it will create conversation like we're doing right now. Like, yeah. Like, because it's it like to happen. The, the, the first thing that came to my mind when we were done watching this and I've thought it before, but it was, it's really been on my mind since watching these two, um, films and it's, how do we fix this? Like where, where would we start? And I don't know where you'd start. I almost wonder if you would start on the lower level with the police, giving them, providing them better training. Like the detective in American Hangman is like, yeah, well, uh, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, he's like saying things that you're like, are you freaking kidding me? Well, <laughs> he was like, it was a locked, solid case. Like we, there is nothing in this that wasn't gone over with a fine tooth comb mm-hmm. and then you start to realize and he starts to realize as it's going on like oh maybe we should have looked at that and I, I i think that's a thing that the police like that tunnel vision they talk about they talk about it in the movie but also in the documentary as well that cops get that tunnel vision that's going on and it's it's not it's, it's like it's the bad detectives not the good like not all cops get it but the detectives that shouldn't probably be detectives oh yeah they they just fixate on one person or they hone in on someone and it doesn't matter if you show them a film of somebody else committing the crime they're like nah this is my guy yeah and i but sometimes i'm like is that a cop problem a police problem that needs to be fixed or is that like a society problem that american hangman brings up with the I want someone to hang for this right now so we don't even give them problem. enough time to do an investigation. It's just like, hurry up, figure this out. I think it's I think it's a lot of everything. I think that some people just, that's just how they are. They're not persuadable. They just, once they've made up their minds, that's, that's that. Yeah, I think it's probably a psychology thing too because I think, like people probably do that. Damn it, Alex! Why did you have to move? <laughs> yeah, we need your opinion on us. But uh, yeah, I, I, mean. I so I think that that's that's part of it. Some people just can't uh, change their minds. You you won't change their minds whether or not you have evidence to back it up or not. Um, I think that it's a society thing where it like a high profile case or even a local case that's like with a kid involved, there's a lot of pressure to solve it. So they find the easiest way to do so. I think that because the prosecutors are above the law and, um, they, they have the ability to look through the case and go, Hey, I uh, don't think you got the right person, but they're also under a lot of pressure. And I think they get really big egos because they're above the law. So I think that becomes a problem. 
And I just think that there's a lot of different issues. I think it's a lot of everything, but I think the a good place to start would be providing really good training and better facts about in, the Innocence Project and how many people go to jail that are innocent when you first get to the police academy. Because I think if you that information is drilled into you from day one, that you need to do a thorough investigation. It doesn't matter if it takes you a day or years. You need to do your best. I think that that would really help from the get-go and then it would help us solve some other problems as you're working your way up through the criminal justice system yeah mic drop no totally (laughs) I so I am all for like you need on that basic level of your response to a crime is your local police departments right Mm -hmm. well any I'm not gonna say anyone can go be a cop because it's a stringent process there's background checks polygraphs physicals physicals all this stuff uh an actual psychological evaluation all this stuff i don't know how much it's working to keep bad cops out because you find out about bad cops all the time i'm not trying to paint law enforcement but there are bad people in there that sometimes i'm like because i don't believe in the polygraph i think it's a freaking scam i also don't believe in the polygraph but it's like you're damned uh, if you do, and you're damned if you don't on that like, one. It's the, obviously, it's not working too well because you got a lot of screwed up cops. But it's any profession, you That's know. Let's also put uh, innocent people away. Let's just throw that out there. But I, I think another thing that sucks, and the cops get railroaded with this, is I, I think cops should be required to go through extra schooling and training rather than just here's the police academy and then in house. I, I think. More things need to be done to become a police officer. But at the same time, dude, they're not attracting that many people because first off, to become a cop, you're going to go through huge scrutiny from the public. I mean, all eyes are on you at all times. So who wants to sign up for that job? Two, you can get freaking killed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, and three, your retirement, your pension, your pay is shit for the responsibility you have to take on. I literally had a cop talk me out of being a cop. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, don't do it. I was so hell-bent on going to the police academy the day I graduated from high school. And he was like, the pay alone isn't worth it. I work two jobs. And then Lacey jumps into education where it's even worse. I know. (laughs) I was, I was, he's like, I never see my family. And I was like, okay, I won't do that. And then you're totally right. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to be a teacher instead. I'm going to go work and not get paid. <laughs> yeah. And well, so, I mean, I think there's a lot of factors that play into what, like the problem with American policing, because there is a problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think it's solvable. I think we need to look at it. And that's part of the justice system. that's broken. Like our, justice system is broken but then how do you make it you're never going to get a perfect justice system either and that's kind of what the judge in american hangman says at the end of it like you you guys live in a fairy tale land where you want everything so perfect well it's not but instead of having close enough i feel like good enough would be better and i mean that in there shouldn't be a death penalty I just don't think there should because you're always going to have innocent people go to jail. 
I don't think you could get that to go away 100%. But I, so I don't think there should be a death penalty. I think for smaller crimes, you should not have such long sentences. Like, um, they were making a point that if you burgle someone, you go to jail for like a minimum of five to 10 years. Whereas like, and like, not that I think that that's a, like a, just a small crime, but there's, then they take up all this room for years and years and years. There shouldn't be privatized, uh, prisons because they're for profit, which is why we keep people in there for years and years and years. That's a whole nother topic for another day, man. I know. (laughs) Systems in criminal justice when it comes to prisons are the most, one of the most ridiculous ideas Mm -hmm. this country has. What in the hell? You have a contract. Basically, you have to feed people into that system to abide by that contract with that private company. And I don't think, I mean, it's terrible. We'll go on for an hour if we bring up that. But yeah, you're right. I mean. And then not only that, but we need better programs in our prisons. Like, the private prisons don't give the prisoners access to as many rehabilitation programs. Oh, for sure. And if we had rehabilitation programs, people are going to have an easier time going out, getting a job, and not re- reoffending. Like, that's it. And, and then we're not... I don't know. And so I think that's I, what I, I mean I agree. by... You have, you have a, a, an idea in America, I think, that you did the crime, you do the time, and you need to be locked in a cell alone with nothing to do for your whole sentence. Like, that drives me nuts when people are like, they get in there and they get an education, or they get this, they get that. I'm like, yeah, that's good, because I don't want them to come out. And just go back to selling drugs, or going back to doing this because it's easy to make money. It's already hard enough, the system... That when you come out as a felon getting a job, good luck. You know, yeah. it's going to be tough. But then on top of that, if you're just putting people out and you're not giving them any skills or any sort of uh, proactive thing or constructive thing to do in prison, they're going to come out like monsters. Yeah. And that's <laughs> that's going to up your recidivism rate. It's mm-hmm. going to, which I think clearly, if you look at the stats, it does, man. You got to, you got to work with these people (laughs) and so that's that's what i mean by we need a a good enough system we're never going to have a perfect system just like you were saying there's no way with so many people and so many different prisons and so many you know there's 50 states and everybody has a a little bit of a different law on different things and but if we just had something that was good enough i feel like getting close enough as the judge was saying wouldn't happen you would get I feel like if we had something that was good enough, we would have a ha- our clearance rates would be accurate. Yeah. Like the people that are going to jail would be more accurate. I have a lot of thoughts on this. <laughs> so I have even more, but I'm not going to go into them. <laughs> uh, this has been an episode of Habeas Corpses where we talked about crime and our opinion on the justice system and not the movie that we watched. But no, really, that was all. That's what that movie was meant to do. Yeah, that whole, the, I was just joking. That oh. the whole movie is literally just a a think tank. Yeah, it's like gets you thinking. Um, but an interesting thing, like that, I wanted to talk about is because it does talk about capital punishment and stuff in this movie. 
Did you know we're like one of the only uh, nations that's like a developed nation that still does mm-hmm. capital punishment? I, I mean, did there's, know there's that. us, then there is also China, Thailand, and Vietnam that still use capital punishment as like a widely accepted form of punishment. That's crazy, man. You know that meme that that comes around on Facebook every once in a while where it's like George Washington and it's like when you just got a new country and then only a couple hundred years later, your kids broke it. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, yeah. But a a lot of people have very, very passionate feelings about the death penalty. And granted, you can have them. I can't blame them because I did. Yeah, I, dude, trust me, if I think, like, without a shadow of a doubt, that person murdered that person, and they're this terrible, and they did it in this just evil way, yeah, man, they deserve to die, but I can't say that, because the then the law fits for tons of people, you exactly. know, it's like, crap, man. If it can't fit for everybody, then why are we killing people? Yeah, that's who, that's my only beef with it. Then who really are the savages? And then people will bring up this fact that, oh, well, you know, I our tax dollars are keeping them alive on death row or life in prison. That's what they fight. It. Life in prison's expensive. It taxes the... What if we had better rehabilitation programs and we had shorter sentences, uh, our tax dollars well, wouldn't be no, keeping what them I, in Well, no, what I'm saying is just, just with <laughs> capital punishment itself, the actual process of putting someone to death with the death penalty is more expensive than keeping them in prison for life due to all the resources that you have with the appeals process. Mm -hmm. And then some people are like, well, the appeals process is too damn long. Well, if you're going to be put to death and you are have, you could be innocent. I think the appeals process needs to be there. I agree. (laughs) I can't imagine that would be, that'd be terrifying to be tried for a crime that you didn't commit and sentenced to death and no appeals process or a real short one like you get one shot change your mind like Mm -hmm. no man there's lots of stuff that has to happen and go on you have to find someone to represent you to someone that knows the system yeah not just anybody (laughs) yeah man you don't want to get a divorce attorney when you're going on going to jail for murdering your sister if you're going to jail for murdering someone you better have a damn expensive attorney. Their retainer's got to be like a million bucks because if you get a local uh, defense, you know, oh, straight out of the, you know, college and I work for the state and I'm your appointed attorney by the state and you don't pay anything for me, I'm appointed, I'm free, you have a right to me, you're going to jail and you're going to (laughs) die. It's like... It's clear. I could probably fight my own case though and be all right. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Who did that? Ted Bundy. Ted man. Bundy. A lot Stupid of uh, criminals have done that. Yeah. Uh, well. Ted Bundy's just like the most notorious. Yeah, he's a freaking idiot, and he. And I mean, I'm glad he uh, didn't get off because he was a crazy asshole, you know. Like him, he deserved to die. You know, he did all this stuff, but I can't. I can't say I support And there the was evidence that, that uh, is no longer admissible, and that would have, if they would have waited longer. I, th- I thought you were going to say they had evidence that actually he's been innocent all along. I was going to be like, shut up, you conspiracy theorist. No, that, that evidence were like, because you can't actually get 
like you can't prove somebody's bite mark on a based off of a bruise. Well, that was true, but still. But I'm saying you're talking like, about the bite wing that they made yeah. of his teeth, and then they so matched. he he could have like used that to his defense if they had waited longer to kill him. Well, I'm glad they didn't wait very I'm, long. I'm just <laughs> saying, like I'm just throwing it out there. Even in those even in those cases where you're like, I know that they did it. There's all there can be evidence that uh could mess that up later. Where did we learn that at? Was that on Adam Ruins Everything? Uh, no, you heard. I think you. Well, maybe it was on Adam Ruins Everything. I thought you heard that on the Ted Bundy. Confession oh no, tapes. that was on the confession tapes. That's right. I there never watched like, those. You didn't. You need to go watch them. That's no, another good. I just heard crime. you watch most of them, so I feel like I got a good information. <laughs> and then I listened to True Crime Obsessed cover them, and I was like, mm, I feel pretty solid. You're like, oh, I don't need to watch them. <laughs> Well, so anyways, I mean, I think that kind of wraps it up. We have a broken justice system here. But and uh, go watch American Hangman. <laughs> we need to figure out how to fix it somehow. Go check out American Hangman. Um, it's really good. And then check out the survival guide to prison because mm-hmm. that is also eye-opening. Um, yeah. And share your thoughts and beliefs. This episode might be a little bit more political than we usually get into because we shared our beliefs on some very touchy subjects. But if you disagree, tell us why. If you disagree, fight me. (laughs) Just kidding. You're like that conservative (laughs) dude or whatever. Change my mind. Yeah, that's (laughs) totally how I feel. (laughs) Um, But yeah, check out American Hangman. And then, yes, go give us a like on Facebook. Subscribe. Um, You can find our podcasts pretty much on three major platforms apple podcast patreon Castbox, and soundcloud become a patron help us get new equipment and keep our podcast running <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure yeah anything else any little last liners no all right well we're gonna call that a wrap you guys don't uh don't get wrongfully convicted. Was, that's what I was just going to say. Don't <laughs> don't become a, a victim to the American justice system out there and be in the wrong place at the wrong right time. time. <laughs> <laughs> don't even bring that story up. We will talk to you guys all a little later. Have a great day.